Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your sweet, kind, and gentle GM, Uwu Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. So to sanctify it, would they be blessing the lady who's given it, or would it be the butthole? Like Here to provide context is Samson Davis. How can I provide context to this? Hey, listeners. We were talking about rusty trombones, and it's very easy to Google. So you just Google that, and you'll catch up with where not we're at. Not at work. Yeah, not at work. Don't do this at work. Maybe on the bus. It'll be fine. Get you an extra seat next to you. It's a sex act. I feel like we should say that before encouraging people to Google it, so they know what they're getting into. Yeah. Not fair. And the reason that we're talking about this stays Babcock. Wow. You know, I don't know why you're putting that on me. <laughs> I mean, I did play an instrument in seventh grade, and it was a tenor saxophone so yeah and hey guys guess what we have a new patron <gasps> Woo! Yeah. oh fuck yeah brad recently became a patron for us and thank you so much brad for your support hell yeah brad thank you brad thank you brad ignore the rusty trombone talk <laughs> it's what you w- wanted right it's all we do try to give the people what they want rusty trend no alex no alex thank you brad it's greatly appreciated everybody <laughs> supports us still blows my mind like a rusty <laughs> trombone but you know what you can play with all day oh. <laughs> that's better that's a better one. Oh my god this has been a mess but you know it's not a mess die hard dice nice clean polyhedral dice for you to use in your games i really hope todd doesn't listen to this episode <laughs> todd, stop listening to this episode please listeners please use their dice filet code so die hard dice doesn't yell at us just type in Die Hard Dice at checkout, get 10% off your order of whatever you want. If you want the nice metal clicky clacks, you want the plastic ones. If you want, they've got like little uh, point dials now for like Magic the Gathering and stuff. So you can like keep your HP life total tracted. Those are cool. I don't play Magic, but they're cool. Yeah. If I had money to spend on Magic, I would definitely spend some of that money on this. So yeah, use our code at checkout, get 10%. Explorers wanted at checkout. And I think you can also still buy Knight's Hope dice sets our dice set mm. so i just wanted to give context to our listeners about the opening i'm not i'm pretty sure that was nonsense <laughs> daniel i don't know what magic you've worked but it was nonsense mm-hmm. so long story short someone brought up gherkins which made me think of a rusty trombone which i then shared with the crew who had no idea what i was talking about and googled it and oh i knew Oh, Daniel knew. Okay, one of them knew. And uh, and everyone else got to be otherwise enlightened. So that's how that came up. I'm just like concerned about the idea of rusty trombones when it's a well-known fact that a good chunk of men out there don't wash their ass. Yeah, fellas, wash your ass. I mean, I don't want to go too far off topic, but just like wash your ass and your legs. Wash all of you, like regularly. It doesn't count that the water co- just goes down from your head. No, actually wash it. But everyone should wash their ass. Yeah, use just some soap, guys. Yeah. Unless. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> How rusty do you want that trombone to be? Maybe you have a pink eye fetish. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> On that note, who remembers what happened last time before the rusty trombone discussion? I am going to pick on Stace. I never break the podcast like this. It's usually mm-hmm. Alex, no offense. <laughs> no, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> Widely known fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Samson occasionally. Daniel less often. I'm pretty proud of myself. All right. So last time on Explorers Wanted, 
Ezri just got back, and Geese was back at the new Enclave, and Geese's grill of the arms turns out to be super strong, and Magpie was there. Ezri and Geese take long naps while receiving medical attention, and Magpie did, in fact, stare at Ezri all night. Mm -hmm. While that was going on, Ilson wakes up kidnapped in a room with the ghoul lady that she'd been talking to and a really cool guard. And um, <laughs> I was a fan of them. I, was, I like them. And there was a brief interrogation seemed to have a lot to do with Ilson's nationality. What was your what was the, what's your character's country called? Margothy. Margothy. And received a lot of questions on what she was doing in Corpus and how long had she been there and what had she done before. And we found out that Ilson was a merchant's daughter who ran away. To make her life better. And as Ilson was being interrogated, used an ability to make gigantic anime eyes, which works their magic on the ghouls who are like, hey, listen, don't change any of your routines just to not make our job any harder. And, you know, you can go. Just don't leave town. So they knock Ilson back out. Ilson wakes up in her hideaway and goes back to work like a boss? Like, just like, I guess I'm going to the office. They gave her an eclair. Yeah, an eclair was left. Mm -hmm. For more information on how Margothy and Corpus have history together, check out our wiki. Yeah. Which I believe back in the Web 2.0 days would have been called Transmedia Storytelling. No, <laughs> <laughs> God, we're so cutting edge. After going into the office and said some stuff to her boss about, like, some cryptic shit about maybe, you know, even if she just disappears one day, she really did enjoy this job. And left to go to a smelting house, aka factory, to make an appointment and scheduled an appointment for 1 p.m. on Thursday, which is great because it's been two days. After that, Esri did a little coordinating with Tibu about the new Enclave, Magpie... Magpie was Magpie the whole damn episode. Mm-hmm. But Magpie tells Ezri that Ilsen has been kidnapped, so they will have to go to the library. And Ezri's like, well, maybe let's go find Ilsen, see what's up with that. On the way out, Ezri decided to talk to Yasmin to comfort her after scaring her. And at the end of the conversation, Yasmin asked to go to try and find Ilsen, and Ezri allowed it. The three headed to... Ilson's work. Oh, Mr. Tompkins! Mr. Tompkins came too. Mm -hmm. The four were heading to Ilson's work when Ferdinand, out of nowhere, says, sup. That's where we ended the episode. Sup. Mm -hmm. Magpie, it's so good to see you. I wish I could say the same. Mm -hmm. You know, this tear's a little odd these days. Surprised you're hanging out down here. Passing through. The briskers are all in the flurry about somebody stealing something from their warehouse. That's so weird. I thought so, too. Who would be foolish enough to steal from their warehouse? I know. It's like they don't know what they're doing. Ezri, it is always a pleasure to see... Well, obviously, you're in a mask. What I assume is your smiling face under there. It's, it's not smiling. No. Oh, that's a shame. And a rather fetching... Pet or ornament on your shoulder? This is Mr. Tompkins. Mr. Tompkins does what he wants to. I see. Oh, well, I have to respect that as a way of living life. 
And then he turns to Yasmin and bows theatrically and says, And you, young lady, absolutely stunning. I don't think I've met you before. What's your name? Uh, Yasmin? Oh, excellent. Are you a... That's enough uh, questions for Nad. Oh, that's no fun, Esri. I know. I love to get to know people. I know that, too. Where is your little friend? The, the, the baby, I believe. Kidnapped. Kidnapped? Kidnapped by whom? I have no idea. I was going back to the scene of the crime. I wonder if that eclair's still there. Where was the scene of the crime? Her work. You know, we've been there before. Oh, right. Right. Her work. Well, I should hope that she's been careful, because with the rumors going around, it's hard to say who might take an interest to her. I don't know. I mean, probably that dog show. Oh, well, the dog show is a possibility. It's supposed to be a little different this year. But anyway, uh, about about the baby, I mean... Hopefully you find them soon. I mean, who knows what kind of ghoulish figure may have captured them. Babies are replaceable. Look, we've got a new one. She's gesturing at Yasmin. What? See? It's the same difference. Oh, I think you're being a little unfair. She is cuter. Magpie, you keep talking like this and people are going to worry that you're threatened by a baby. I didn't get kidnapped. I don't have time for whatever this is. We're exchanging professional clues. So I do have time for what this is? If you've been able to read between the lines, you would do. Ferdinand grins. Then, by all means, continue. I've got an idea for what we can do at the dog show. Oh? I need you to meet me there with a bunch of little dogs. Bunch of little dogs? I'm intrigued. It's going to be funny. All right. Well, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Not long to wait now. I know. I'm excited. I wouldn't worry too much about the baby. I think it may have been more of a catch-and-release type situation. Well, that's convenient, because I i don't think it's desire, but I think it's idea on how to track them down. All right. Well, I wish you the best of luck. I don't want to take up any more of your time, Azri. Good. And, Yasmin, it was a pleasure to meet you. And he reaches out, takes her hand, and kisses it on the knuckles, and then turns and wanders off, and Yasmin blushes. You can punch him if you want to. He seemed nice. So, what's the dog show? Oh, it's Baby's next article. We have to make it work, or else my cover's blow. Which cover? Is this a cover? Yes, I'm now a member of Dildo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, dual-income little dog owners. Yes, I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, yes. It stays every time. Slays me. That's the request for little dogs. You were talking about literal dogs. I mean, I don't think they would let me show up with people dressed as dogs to the dog show. We could try it. So you weren't exchanging clues. We were. Ilsen was scrapped by ghouls. Oh, shit. But they've returned her. Oh. Yeah. But she doesn't know where your new hideout is. Oh. We do technically have to find her if you want to see her again. Technically. Yeah, no, let's, uh, let's find her. Check work, I guess. Okay. I just want, Esri goes nowhere near the newspaper office or the interior of the newspaper office. She just waits with Yasmin around the corner. So you are back on the third tier, the same tier as your old enclave. So you're waiting outside the corpus caller magpie. You're heading in. Where does Ilsen go 
after the appointment scheduling. I think maybe the surface city has kind of soured on her for today, at least. So I think if she would go back to, I guess, yeah, probably to the Corpus Collar. Yeah, I think she'd go back to work. Okay. So you go back to work. Then, timetable-wise, I think you have, like, just got it comfortable at your desk again so that you can get to work mm -hmm. when, quite obviously, Magpie, wearing a mask, but still obviously Magpie, walks in the door to your office or to the offices of the newspaper. Uh, would the Corpus Caller have any, like, private rooms or private locations for sources or contacts that come in and want to talk? Yeah, I think there's one room of that. Like, you guys just have to share it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Then when Ilsen uh, sees Magpie come in, she'll stand up and say, come come this way. Okay. Go to the private room. Okay. When they get in there, Magpie's just going to announce, never fear, Dildo is here. So I don't know what you're doing here, but uh, you should know that I was grabbed by ghouls yesterday. I know. Bullshit. Well, I found the spot they kidnapped you from. Didn't get to finish your weekly eclair, I see. Weekly No. No, I did not. I'm sure you were very sad. And then I found the article. And then I put two and two together. And then I told Esri that we needed to replace you. And she said, no, we can't replace baby. Yeah, you can't. She didn't want to give me anyone else to go to the library with. What? Why? <laughs> Why would you want to go to the library? Because that's where we're going to find information on the monsters. Oh. Look at you wanting to research stuff. Oh, no, I know it's there. This isn't research. This is remembering. I'm also going to call bullshit on that, but... All right, library. Um, I don't think I can go with you, though, so... Just say you're interviewing dildos. What? The dog show's coming up. Oh, this little uh, double income thing. So you're going to be interviewing dildos? You know, that's not a real word, right? You know, that's not a real thing. Oh, I'm going to make it a real thing. Oh, God. Stop trying to make dildo happen. <laughs> <laughs> I've put in the request for some small dogs. Or Esri says, I can borrow some people and dress them as dogs. I stake my life on Esri never saying that. <laughs> I don't know what you heard or what you thought you heard. Esri would never say that. She implied they didn't have to be dogs. What else would they be if they were not dogs? I feel like you're making this conversation up. So, oh, but Mora, stay on track. So you need to go to the library? Yes. All right. Do you know where the library is? Sometimes. Now? Where's the academic one? I think that's top tier? Back where you made such a fun mess. Okay, whatever. Alright, if there's nothing else, I'm stuck here. I am under, I assume, constant surveillance, at least for a while. So, yeah. What about Ezri and the uh, Enclave? Are they okay? <laughs> Somehow Ezri rescued Keith. Keith has one arm now, but that arm is quite strong. Oh, he's a young man. That's not to be surprised. I think you need to redefine your idea of strong. What happened? What happened to him? Apparently you can get new arms in the old base. Oh, he was too weak or whatever that uh, anvil system was all about? Yeah. Okay. Well, as long as everyone's okay. Define okay. Physically mostly whole, mentally mostly sound. Then no. All right, well. I mean, his arms were ripped off. I thought you said he had one. He has one arm. That's mostly whole. They put on a new arm and, like, ripped off the arms and put a new one back on and sewed it there. It is not his arm. I would define that as not okay by your standards. I'm not sure if he was asleep when this happened. So I'm still not sure if he's okay by your standards. Are you a robot? 
to find Robot. I, no, I don't want to go down this hole. All right, if everyone's okay, you know, so tell Ezri that I may need to be uh, scarce in the sense that I need to be a proper citizen for a while. I mean, as long as you're not shouting about revolutions. Shout about one revolution. (laughs) Try one distraction. You should have used your fake voice, I guess is what we're going to call it. I am working on it. Mm. Not great at accents. You should try harder. Okay, okay. How does this sound? Uh, hello. My name is Ilsen Vite. I am a reporter for the Corpus Caller. A little heavy-handed. What? What does that mean? What does that mean in this context? You'll know it when you see it. You're fucking with me. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) There is a knock at the door, and it's Bertram. And he's like, are you going to be there much longer? I, uh, I have to go to the bathroom. I... Is our private room a fucking bathroom? Yes. <laughs> I've decided just now. <laughs> I mean, that's all Dildo has to offer you. If you want to interview Dildos, let me know. I'll be in contact. Get out. We'll see you at the dog show. Thank you for supporting Dildos everywhere. We can't wait for your application. Mm-hmm. You'd make a great Dildo. <laughs> Ilsen's face is just, like, stony and polite. Just fucking, like, get out. Yeah. So as you guys leave and as Bertram comes in, one of the last things you hear is a little excited squee from the direction of the toilet. (laughs) Oh, good times. So you guys come out of the private room. Elson's going to grab Magpie's arm real quick. I have a better idea. I need to get out of this office. Follow me after like 15 minutes. And then Elson pushes her away. Magpie's going to go find Mob. (laughs) You hear a uh, from behind you. It's a very small office. We're not big. I know, but you said 15 minutes, so she's got to waste some time. Mop is in her private office. The door is mostly closed, but not completely. She's going to knock on the door. Yeah? It's Dildo for you. Right. I think Ilsen is here if you need to talk to her. Oh, yes. I just wanted to thank you for passing along our message. Right. Yeah, no problem. Dildo appreciates you. Okay. Glad to hear that. Don't know why you guys keep referring to your organization in the third person, but... Dildo has eyes everywhere. Dildo will remember this favor. I'm glad. Anyway, bye. Are you interested in buying ad space or anything like that? We have to see how the dog show goes. If Dildo is successful at the dog show, Dildo will. Right, right. And we don't want to, like, taint the story by making people think you paid to have Ilsen cover you. I know. We must keep our journalistic integrity. You didn't, right? No. Or else the story would be much better. Oi! Mop just looks confused, like, well, in that case, you're welcome. Um, I do have to get back to what I was doing. Bye-bye. And now Magpie leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Elsa just staring daggers at her as she leaves. So, Ezra, you see Magpie leaving the office. I guess Ezra assumes Magpie is coming to her. Yeah. As Magpie starts heading your way, Mr. Tompkins kind of gently, very careful with his little claws, gently jumps off of your shoulder and onto Yasmin's, who you can see is starting to look a little nervous. About Mr. Tompkins? No, she was like looking nervous and he's hopped over to her shoulder to try to comfort her. Mr. Tompkins. Well, here comes, uh, here comes Magpie. No Ilsen. Okay, um... Well, hopefully she's at least got clues. I hope so. Magpie, walk faster. I was supposed to give her 15 minutes. No. Give who? Ilsen. Oh, she's coming out? Yeah. She's in there? Yeah. 
Imagine getting kidnapped and then going to work the next day. That's hardcore. <laughs> For her level, it's not warranted. Maybe she's just trying to run from some sort of pain inside herself. Mm. That's a weird definition of okay as well. Well, Yasmin, you want to do anything while we wait? I mean, I assume we don't want to draw any attention to ourselves. Maybe we can walk down the street or buy some street meat. I could go for some street meat. Yeah. Tis the season for street meat. Let's see if they have the spicy. Oh, yeah. Those crabs. You know what? I didn't know it was seafood, but I'm committed to the spicy. So Esri will find the street meat stand and she'll get a regular for Yasmin and she will get a super extra giganto combo meal. Okay. For herself. I want to imagine just like eight giant crabs on a stick. <laughs> well, so that's the question. Do you want all crab or do you also want some of like the rat meat, which this place like marinates them in something that's not unlike, it ends up coming out tasting a little bit like teriyaki chicken. I think Esri has a, has a taste for rat for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's something specific about this place. Like most people, if they try to prepare these rats and it's really kind of gamey and stuff like this, they seem to manage to just nail it and the sauce and spicing they use is a secret of that food stand yeah so she gets the jumbo mix and match this would be 40 dollars in iowa by the way yeah mm-hmm. it's actually one shin for both yasmin and esri oh they also sell eclairs <laughs> oh what the fuck kind of <laughs> that's now i'm just enamored of the idea that maybe all three of you have visited this particular food cart over and over again, and none of you have done it together. It, like, changes, like, based on the time of day, right? Like, in the morning, it's coffee and pastries. Then later, it switches over to seafood. Yeah. And then at night, when Magpie comes, it's an information broker. Yeah, especially to get the rat right, they need to have it sort of, like, cooking almost all day. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. All right, so Esri discreetly and largely stands by a wall and devours her giant stick meat. It is so fucking good. They do something with the crabs. The crab is clearly, like, roasted whole. And you break it open. But the shell gets softened by what they're doing. And part of what they're doing is they've almost, they've somehow injected, like, almost something that's like a mustard inside. Ooh. So if you think about it, when you get crab stuff shrimp, so it's like blue crab and mustard and things like that, that's kind of what it's like inside the crab when you bite in. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. And Ezra's also doing this facing the wall because she has to lift up her mask to mm-hmm. eat the giant right. crab thing. Yeah. I would say she, she does, she did get a little mustard on her shirt. Yeah. Mr. Tompkins is watching you carefully. Oh. Ezra holds up the stick towards Mr. Tompkins. He takes a dainty bite of the rat. Just let me know if you want more. He starts grooming his paws. I mean, before I finish it. Okay. <laughs> I'm bored. Has it been 15 minutes? Yes. When Elsen comes out, if you guys aren't hiding, she'll see you, but then she'll, like, kind of seemingly ignore you, I guess. Although I think she will give, like, a quick signal, at least to Esri, to, like, follow but keep at a distance. Yeah, Esri's mask is at an odd angle, and her mouth is, like, half full with a chunk of meat or crab. She's also facing the wall. Remember this. (laughs) Yeah. Which reminds you, you haven't eaten anything this morning yet besides Declare. Does Yasmin have a mask on? Yasmin is wearing a mask. Okay. She's eating too, but yeah. Is Mr. Tompkins wearing a mask? Mr. Tompkins is not wearing a mask. Oh, yeah. We got to get a mask for Mr. Tompkins. I was thinking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. 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 Esri has it to the shopping list. 
once Esri is, again, face, uh, not facing towards the wall, Ilsen will give a quick signal to, like, follow, but stay at a distance, and then okay. Ilsen's gonna start making her way up to the surface city and go to the library. Mm, okay. Oh, so we are going to the library. Okay. Well, Esri is not about to take Yasmin up to the surface city, I don't think. Higher security up there, right? Yeah. It's a lot of checkpoints to get through for the warrants most wanted, so... I mean, you are high enough up that you're seeing the wanted posters for you. Yeah, so enjoy the library, guys. I gotta go sort some food. Real glad that you're unkidnapped. I don't know, she wouldn't even get to talk to Ilsen, because Ilsen would be ahead at the library. So Ezra just stops short and says to Magpie, don't forget to tell her where we live now. I was wondering when she wanted to know. You should tell her. <laughs> or find out where she lives and tell me so I can find her. Ooh, that'll be fun. Okay, whatever works. Don't, like, fight the whole time. Okay, have fun at the library. Mm, good luck with food. Thank you. And I, I think on the way back, Esri will pick up, like, a couple of spices or something she knows Tibu really likes. Oh, good call. So the food truck is, like, suspiciously cheap, by the way. <laughs> that food fell off a truck three days ago. <laughs> These spices will last a while, but they, they cost you three shins. Right. So, yeah, you and Yasmin head back to the Enclave. Magpie, you and Ilsen are going to the library then? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. The library is really nice. It's not far from the Senate, and at least the one that you're looking for. And it is a, a relatively tall building, really kind of old architecture design for Corpus, like trying to sort of call back to when Corpus's expansion was at its height. Mm-hmm. They're still expansion-based, but they can only push in so many directions at once. Mm-hmm. There is a statue of Ardenant, the god of growth, at the front door. And then at the door itself, there is a imperial seal marking it as an important imperial resource. Uh, is this library open to the public? It is open to the public for citizens, yeah. They'll send still... Not in the same, like, walking group as Magpie will go in and, at least very obviously to Magpie, kind of go towards, like, a back stack where there's not a lot of people. Mm. Okay, let's start. And then Ilsen will wait in the back for Magpie to show up, keeping her hands on her pockets the whole time. What would Magpie need to roll to remember what section that book would be in? I'm glad you asked. This will be lore or research. Okay, we got the lore. So with your lore, I think that will make it a nine. Okay. Thirteen. Again, the knowledge is there. You know it's in this book. You don't remember reading it, but you remember exactly which section and shelf it was on. She goes for it to find the book. Okay. Elson, you see Magpie beelining to another back section of the library. Elson will stealthily follow. Just for funsies, I wouldn't normally ask anybody to roll for this, but Samson, your luck is so terrible, I have to see. I know. That's fair. Although, actually, with Ilsen, I was going to make it like a six or something like that, but I think with Ilsen, her stealth and her careful movement would bring it down to a freebie anyway. I'm okay with that. I love that. It happens more often. I was really just going to see, like, uh, originally I was thinking, like, oh, it would probably be a three, and then... Would just be fun if Samson somehow <laughs> rolled less than a three. <laughs> Remember, my luck is bad. Ilsen has great luck. She's super lucky. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the library pays any mind to you trying to follow Magpie. Excellent. You catch up to Magpie, and she is 
in front of a shelf scanning across the titles. Stealthily, I would like to go up next to Magpie and then just say, I didn't know he could read. Are you trying to sneak up on Magpie or are you just trying to... A little bit, yeah. Sneak up, yeah. Then it's a contested roll. That's fine. Okay. So your stealth and careful movement give you a plus six on this. All right. Am I rolling first on this? Yes. 16 plus six is 23. No, 22. Okay. Wow. Okay, so Alex, your DC is a 22. But here's the question. For perception. Would sneaking apply to that? No. Tracking would, though, wouldn't it? You're not tracking right now. You're looking at books. Sensing danger. No. (laughs) Do I want to bring it down to something reasonable? (laughs) Use a cipher. I do have that level 7 Overwatch Slayer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you would have to set that up in advance. (laughs) (laughs) Whip out a turret in the library. Holy shit. Yeah. Just, like, pull open your coat and this, like, turret, like a Gatling gun, just starts firing. Mm -hmm. Peacefully opening conversation. (laughs) No. What if she jumps while she does it? (laughs) Yeah. What if I jump while I do it? (laughs) Then you give it Ezri an asset on whatever she's doing right now. I'm going to use a level of effort. And that brings it down to a... Ezri jumps with you. That's right. What if Ezri's like secretly giving me advice? But Ezri isn't with you. What if she's imagining Ezri giving her advice? At some point, we need to give we need to get Ezri to give us advice on jumping, and then I think we can like fall at that point. So I feel like if I use a level of effort that brings it, so I have a plus three. Mm -hmm. So I need to get a twenty. Nineteen or twenty, if it's a meets and beats. Let's see how bad Samson's luck is. I gotta spend gotta spend effort on this of all of all rolls. It just seems like fun, you know. Now. To be fair, you are looking at books right now. I know. It's just, I feel like backstory reasons she would have like a set, like, you know, that sense that people have for those backstory reasons. I got a 19. So you definitely notice that Nilsson is sneaking up on you. Did she find the book, though? That's the important thing. Yeah, you do spot the book that you're looking for. Then she hands it to Baby. Read this. So you can't read. Uh-huh. I don't know. Define reading. What does this say? She points to the cover. I think it says strange zoological findings from Lay's prior dynasty. Elson looks at the cover. That's what it says. Lucky guess. All right, why do you have this book? Why do I have this book? You're reading it. And what are we looking for? Elson opens it up and starts paging through. It's definitely a collection of journals of strange creatures that were first reported during the Par Dynasty uh, of Corpus in Lave, specifically in the Warrens. The creatures may have originated from a different time, but it's these are earliest reportings of these various creatures, along with line drawings that, you know, you're not 100% sure if they are naturalist line drawings based off of observation, or if they are you know, the effective bit of, like, a police sketch artist trying to Mm -hmm. sketch something based off of a documented account. Okay. One quick question. The Par Dynasty, was that, like, the earliest known dynasty in Corpus? The dynasties vary a little bit, but ultimately, the current dynasty, Par, was the... It was essentially two dynasties before. Okay. Okay. Then putting two and two together with the zoological book and 
the creature line drawings, uh, Ilsen's gonna start paging through as fast as she can and just look for the line drawing that is the closest approximation to the creatures that she caught a glimpse of, I guess. Yeah. I'm assuming you're gonna spend at least 20 minutes on this. Uh, yeah. Ilsen will spend 20 minutes in the library. Listeners, 20 minutes is the magic number for any kind of research task in Numenera. (laughs) So... You utilize this book for 20 minutes, and you find a listing. The line drawing is not exact. In fact, you don't think it's necessarily the same creatures you saw, Mm -hmm. but there are distinct similarities. I don't think Ilsen ever saw the full creature. I think she only ever saw, like, a claw. Yeah, so if you're looking at the claw, like, it's like a line drawing of the claw. The claw is not exactly the same. But its similarity is hard to miss. It's kind of like if you were flipping through a book and you had never heard of chimps before. Yeah. And you came across a photo or a drawing of one of their hands. And you're like, huh, that looks like a human hand. That's the kind of correlation you're seeing between this line drawing claw and the claw that you guys saw skittering before Azri made it go smash. (laughs) Okay. Ilsen will flip into a magpie and just be like, does this look right? You found it. Perfect. As with many of the creature sightings in this book, because it's not super common for people to get too academic in it, the people who initially saw them, you know, called them demons or things like that. But the name that the researchers say from this sort of survey they've done of all accounts of them have just referred to them as the jailers in every context they're talked about as managing some sort of confinement. People describe cells, they describe people taken away, screaming to cells and never seeing them again. Mm. And there is mention of blood that burned like fire. The Par Dynasty was probably at least a thousand years ago. The current dynasty, while Tython is the first of his name, his father was actually the previous emperor in the dynasty. And that that dynasty has been in place for about 200 years. Okay. And we didn't see anything in the Enclave ruins that uh, connected what we saw to a specific dynasty, right? I feel like that map. What map? Wasn't there a map there showing stuff that wasn't really there anymore? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the portraits of Lathe itself. Mm-hmm. And definitely, like, the manner of dress depicted on the sconces and some of the statues was sort of the kind of clothing that appears in sort of classically inspired corpus art. The details are a little vague, though, because it's not uncommon for dynasties, like when they take power, to go back and muddy the water of history around the previous dynasties. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But once Ilsen's done looking through, she'll turn a magpie. Blood that burns like fire, does that mean anything to you? Wasn't there blood basically acid? I wasn't really there for a whole lot of the uh, smashing. Well, when the head got cut off... Was Ilsen there for that, or did she uh, leave at that point? Yeah, actually, I think you also had to make a might roll for acid damage when Ezri smashed it. Oh, okay. Oh, all right, right. Oh, yes, yes. I remember this now. Your back is still really sore, by the way. Yeah. Like, weirdly sore? Like, she slept on it wrong, or, like, she should look at it? Is it sharp? It's not like an ache, like you get, or where it's locked up when you sleep on it wrong. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just because I'm old, that's a concern. <laughs> I, that wasn't in the back of my head. Is this an old person ache, or is this like a... I should really look at yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I sleep wrong. My neck will be sore all day, or my shoulder will be sore. And 
Yeah. I would say this is less like a lower back ache from exertion or anything like that or sleeping wrong. It is more like there is something that is just irritating. Mm-hmm. It's more like a very faint throb. All right, so that's what the blood of... I, Magpie, mm-hmm. can you humor me for a second? And she'll hand the book to Magpie. Can you just look at something on my back real quick? I Can you tell me if this is a, like a, a bruise or something? And then she'll kind of... I think her journal garb is like kind of a suspender kind of jumper thing. So she'll like mm-hmm. unclip some of it and then just like pull up or down whatever garments she has to reveal her back to Magpie. In the privacy of this back stack that we're in. Okay. Magpie, you look at Ilson's back and you notice a small sutured incision on her back. Would Magpie be able to tell how old the sutures are? It looks pretty fresh. It's not bleeding or anything like that. It's also very neat. The sutures aren't, like, exposed. There aren't, like, bits dangling out of it. It's something that, if not messed with, would probably heal with barely even a scar. Then I was going to tell you where the new piece is. What? Oh, I'm... Hmm... I would like to say 60% certain that you have a tracking device that's been implanted in your back. Uh, what? Can you take it out? Won't that just cause more trouble for you? Uh? Ooh, we should find one of your co-workers to put it in. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, does Ilsen have a nemesis? Besides Magpie? Um, actually, Bertram. Bertram is the most competitive with you article-wise. And he just got to take a front page because you didn't have the next finger story ready. (sighs) But does he suck? He kicked you out of the bathroom to take a deuce. I I would say it's not super dramatic. Like, it's not like a true work nemesis situation. He's competitive and he's annoying. But he's not, like, underhanded or an asshole. He's competitive without much social grace, but that's not a true dick about it. Can I spend an XP to make him a true dick about it? Sure. I'm going to spend an XP so we can destroy a man. Actually, you don't need to spend an XP if you really want him to be a true dick about it. <laughs> I spend an XP for him to... <laughs> if we're going to destroy this guy's life, I'd at least like him to be an asshole. Okay, if that's what you're going to do... Magpie, can you take it out? You already have a target. I do. Well then, let's find somewhere less exposed, unless you think you can avoid screaming. Yeah, all right. Elsen will button herself back up. This place must have, like, a secret archive, or maybe not a secret archive, but an archive that the public cannot access. Would a magpie know? Actually, magpie would know. Magpie is not sure why, but magpie can remember that she's been in there before. I think I know just the place. Let's go. And she just starts walking off. Okay. Is a private part of the library. It is sort of, like, closed off. And there is a library attendant sitting at a desk in front of it. Hello, we just need to access the back records. Um, do you have a pass? We're going to use persuasion and peacefully opening communications. So what are you trying to do? Convince her she's seen me before so we can just go right in. She's seen the pass. It's fine. I think it's a 21 to start. So we have two assets. That brings it down to 19. Or is that an 18? 18 to 15. 18 and a 15. And just a quick thing before we came into, like, I line with this secretary attendant person. Could Ilsen have used face morph to shake off her Ilsen face? Sure. Excellent. Or you could just put your mask on if you want. But I feel like putting your mask on on the surface city potentially draws more attention than not. You know what? That's probably fair. But I could have asked if she saw her face. I don't think you've seen her face before. Okay. Or at least you don't remember it. I'm going to use a level of effort. 
Okay. So that brings it down to a 12. Mm-hmm. I got a 16. So what do you say to her? Remember me, I've been here before. I just need to quick grab a little bit more research for our subject. It's quite interesting, remember? Oh, oh well, that was a while ago, wasn't it? Yes, but you know how these kinds of papers are. Always changing, always adapting with new information. You know you're supposed to have a pass. Do you have a pass? I left it at home, but you know how tight these deadlines are. <sighs> she looks back and forth. This is now an 18 to start before your skill and stuff. So it comes down to a 12 with my assets because we're still persuading and we're still being peaceful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And re-roll that. <laughs> what did you get originally? Oh, it was an 8. And now I got a 14, sir. Fine. Fine. Okay, cool. I suppose, but you you really got to remember to bring it past next time, okay? Oh, I pinky swear. Next time, I will have the pass with me, and I will show it to you, and we'll both be perfectly happy. Okay. Okay. Well, good luck, Serene. And she goes back to her work. Magpie just keeps walking. Magpie can definitely feel Ilsen's eyes on her the whole time as we're walking back. So now you're in the archives. I think this should be good. It's quite soundproof, actually. Just while we're back here, is there any place we can look 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 around? These are the archives. There's some private shit. Mostly research. Yes. But what are you trying to research? Ah, uh, well, we still haven't quite found out the uh, kind of time frame that ruins our fees will be from, so we could probably look at that real quick. Mm. Or at least get a ballpark. Prior dynasties are over there. All right, give me ten minutes. Mendelssohn will hop off and find as much information on the theoretical time frame that the uh, ruins that we found would be from. Okay, so give me some sort of research-based role. Uh, 15. Um, I have nothing in research, so... 13. You didn't even want to spend effort? Uh, no, I'm, I've gone two days and I've only used three of my uh, recovery rolls, so I'm kind of low, and I feel like I'm going to need as many hit points as I can for Magpie's about to do to me. Okay. Yeah, you don't really find anything. Find, like, various records that are talking about things in the prior dynasty, but most of it is, like, propaganda about the technological ingenuity of the builders of Lathe. Mm-hmm. She's still going to make notes about that, because she's hoping that she's going to find something based on what's not being said, but I don't think at this point she has enough information. Okay. So then you go back to Magpie? Yep. <sighs> All right. I guess I'll bite down on something, or how is this going to work? Do you have a knife? Uh, Nilsen pulls out a small pocket knife. Mm-hmm. Okay, bite down on your mask. Okay. Nilsen will partially undress and then find a piece of leather on her mask or her bag or something that she can bite down on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you do that, and Magpie starts bringing the pocket knife towards you, and then we cut back to Esri and Yasmin re-entering the Enclave. And Yasmin says... Thanks for letting me come along. I know I didn't contribute much, but... I didn't either. I just needed to do something. I get it. Well, look at that. We knocked it out. Now we can sort some food. Right. She pets Mr. Tompkins and gives him scratchies. And he kind of jumps down at your feet. And Yasmin walks off to catch up. As she kind of walks away, Mr. Tompkins looks at you and says, Well, this is a pickle that you found yourself in. And that's where we'll end this episode. Oh, God. <laughs> With that rusty trombone, we're out. <laughs> uh, okay, Alex, something about this episode. 
First of all, I love the chaos at the beginning. That was amazing. And I love just like how Samson was just like, I will spend an XP so we don't feel bad ruining somebody's life. Well, I'm just like, nah, just <laughs> fuck whoever you want. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Don't have to be a bad person. Just fuck them. Why do you need a real job? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have an excuse to skulk around. That's why. Fair. Well, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is my turn, and I have something really oddly nerdy and specific for you. And that is, I have been trying out Kagi Search instead of Google or DuckDuckGo Search. (laughs) Kagi Search is really cool. They have an interesting revenue model where it is not ad supported and rather it is a service you pay for but you said as your default browser there's a few things that come in because they don't sell ads all the results are based off of the indexing or any customizations you make to your browsing experience so like for example if you say never show me this site again or boost this type of site in rankings and you can also search with different lenses like the search quality is like ridiculously better than google And they do it because they have their own index. And then they also hit up anonymized APIs for um, some of the other search engines out there. Similar to DuckDuckGo, they've got bang notations that allow you to trigger certain types of searches that also apply different lenses. So, you know, when you apply different lens, it has different like search criteria incorporated. So, for example, if you do exclamation code, it is specifically going to be searching code repositories for what you're searching for. If you do exclamation mark W, it's going to search Wikipedia. Ooh. But the search qualities are all there. They have a free trial that covers, uh, I think it's like a week and then it, uh, or up to a hundred searches, whichever comes first. And then at the end of that week, if you like it, you can pay for it and have access to searches. The other thing is, is privacy focused. They do not tie any searches with users. They don't do any kind of telemetry that way. Okay. So when you do a search, the only thing that changes the algorithm for your search is if you explicitly tell it to be boosted in the future. Mm, Interesting. So I've been trying it for almost a week now. And in that week, the quality was so much better. And I like the idea of not having something ad supported and something that gives me good results. So I went ahead and signed up for the unlimited search plan. If you don't aren't a heavy searcher, you can do like a smaller one mm-hmm. you can either set them as your default browser in some cases if not they also have browser extensions that allow you to do that but i've been really pleased with it and it's it's a nerdy thing to talk about like a better search index but it's really good it's really fast i really dig their business model i like the fact that they're focusing on like a sustainable revenue model and that it has none of that revenue model depends on them selling my private information because they don't want it they don't even like collect it that way. But yeah, I really dig them. If people want to tell us what they think of Kagi or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? All right. First, you're going to get a free trial of Kagi and then you're going to type in Explorers Wanted. <laughs> and if we are not the first thing that shows up, delete it. Just type in ExplorersWanted.fm. I believe we are. Oh, we are? Great. Fantastic. What? We finally, what, did NASA's Explorers Wanted program end? Because that was... Embarrassing for NASA. So we're more popular than NASA is what I'm getting out of this. No, I think we the NASA one just, like, it was too old because I was 
a while ago. Suck it, space nerds. Well, no, actually, Inkagi NASA is the one entry above us. Dang it, NASA. <sighs> All right, Kagi, you get a free pass. Either way, explorerswanted.fm, that's our website. If you go there, you'll see we have social medias. For example, on Mastodon, we are at explorerswanted at dice.camp. On Instagram Facebook, we are at explorerswantedpodcasts. And on Discord, you can find us at explorerswanted.fm slash Discord and talk about all kinds of nerdy shit, like Kagi. Also, if it is within your means and you're feeling generous, patreon.com slash explorerswanted is a great place to support us, keep the show going. And also, please use our dice affiliate code with DieHardDice when you buy dice from them, because you are buying dice from them, right? Right? Use our code explorerswanted to get 10% off your order. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. Best thing you could do is tell your friends, tell them what you like about the show, why they should listen to it. Second best thing you could do is leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory. That makes such a big difference when people are searching for new podcasts to listen to. It helps us find new listeners. And if you didn't like the podcast, or if you just thought it was meh, well, people don't realize that their homes have teeth, but those teeth move and slide slickly within the walls. If you listen carefully, you can hear them burrowing through their inflamed gums of drywall and studs, and eventually they'll find you too. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Macedon as Daniel at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K dot org. You find me on our Discord. I'm Stace Windu. I don't think my apartment flosses. I'm at Slam Potato on Twitter. and I'm on Macedon at Slam Potato at Dice.Camp. I think I now know what that noise is in my garbage disposal. On Tea with a Unicorn and Instagram threads and Twitch. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you listen to this. And bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>